Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. Hey everybody, uh, this is Metal Beer and Bullshit, I'm Sean. I'm Juan. And we're here with James Tometi and Zach Strauss from Burial in the Sky. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thanks. That's great. Uh, we're going to stray a little bit from our normal format, and I just want to like, kind of have you guys tell the story. So, why don't you walk us through the band from inception until now, just... James, if you want to take the lead on this, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'll, from I'll, the beginning, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, Zach and Sam had, came into the band a little bit later on. I, if if you were to ask me honestly, when the band became a band, I would say it is when, like, not to try to like suck up to Sam oh and Zach. God. I would say it was when they joined the band. Jeez. That being said, <laughs> that being said, I, I, because I, I, I think our sound just became so much more. We became so much more in tune with one another, which you do with any group of guys that you start playing with for extended period of time you'd spend a ridiculous amount of time with playing shows um but prior to that um it was me um at the i think i started playing music with like the same dude since i was like 15 his name was will uh we played music for many years and then eventually split what split ways i got into this band called uh, malignant narcissist with uh couple other dudes i started writing material that they said didn't have the meat and potatoes of death metal so I we split ways with them and uh, started writing on my own. Will came back, started writing more music. Uh, the EP, the first uh, demos and EPs came out. Uh, that's like years ago now. Um, and then we ended up recording another record with Samus Policelli from Decrepit Birth, which is our first LP. Um, and not long after that, Sam joined and... Not long after that, maybe like a year or so, Zach came in and we recorded our last record, which was Creatio at Hominus, which I think is kind of, um, it's a cool effort and it's starting to kind of show where we are, but luckily we're actually starting to write now and that's where we're at. We're writing oh, again. Oh yeah. And now I think we're kind of, <clears throat> the real picture of the band starting to happen. Yeah. I mean, the, we, we still have some uh, like kinks, quote unquote, to work out. Like um, we've not had difficulty with vocalists but um more more or less having um trouble keeping one due to like circumstances and like um differences in yeah life differences in opinion um like sometimes uh shit just happens and it's just like it is what it is um but luckily we're starting to um we're starting to finally (laughs) figure that out and kind of like hone that in we uh we're finally starting to find uh, a group of fellas who are um like really stepping up to the plate um in terms of vocals in terms of learning our past stuff mm-hmm. um we haven't really gotten them into uh some of the new stuff that we're writing yet just because um it's it's still so new we're still working on like our parts Fetal and everything stages yeah, yeah yeah so when you say like people are you are you looking at multiple people <laughs> we've we've had a rotating door of some pretty so cool I, cats I, I know one of uh, who one of them is yeah jarell most likely or no Jarell-er. brad 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 yeah, brad's yeah. been working with us yeah brad's been pretty cool brad? a guy named jarell brad <laughs> yes 
yeah. yeah. Shout out to Brad. Yeah, Brad's, a, Brad's such a he's such a rad dude. Brad, Brad's a really good guy. Yeah, and he's um like uh, he's actually going to be um uh, singing with us at our upcoming uh, Brooklyn show. So that um he's come out and like rehearsed with us a pa- uh, like the past couple times we rehearsed, and he's like really stepped up to the plate and been like just awesome to work with like totally open to criticism like open to hey man like maybe think of it this way maybe think of like this this way or x as y or whatever and he's just been super open which is like something that um is yeah yeah it's it's just like i don't know if it's the luck that we've had with the people that we've come across um in terms of vocalists but it's just been like this whole thing um where it's just like hey man maybe you should try it like this no i'm gonna do it my way okay well that's not what being a band is about it's like everyone's shooting criticism across the rows and like you either have to take it with a grain of salt and say yeah maybe i don't like it as much um but i will compromise or just kind of like i don't know let it be so yeah um yeah, it's, 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 it has to, I mean, it's a, like, it's a conversation that, that we've all had. We luckily, we had a guy named Steven with us for a long time who we love. He just sent the problem with him. We had him for a while. He just is moving to Texas with his um, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're going to end up like, getting married. They're so super close, super awesome people. Was that your most recent? Our most recent consistent one, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we had Jarrell doing a lot of stuff with us. He recorded the record before Steven was even a thing. Um We've been playing on this record for a while now, actually. Uh, Jarrell kind of stepped up to the plate while we were actually prepping Steven to work with him on a tour. We we really hit this the vocalist thing as such a weird conversation for us because we don't want to be like one of those bands, not to name any bands out there that like you're like they have like 300 different members. <laughs> like we don't want to be that band, but and we're not as far as the musicians are 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 are. We just have had such piss poor luck with with like having someone that either like that like either they there's artistic differences which of course you know like every like people say well then you're hard to work with but i don't think that's 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 not even really the most of it most of it is geographical issues or just life issues like someone just can't do it with the way that they need to work someone can't do it with the way that they need to like have other aspects of their life that that are just too involved for them to be involved in music and we that we don't accept expect a terrible amount because we're very selective with what we do um but uh, it was just a rough road. And we're finally, I think, what Zach was saying, which is pretty awesome, we're just finally kind of like coming down from it. We still are working with a couple different vocalists who are willing to kind of jump on shows that they're good for. But we're kind of honing in on who is going to be a part of Burial eventually. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think you could do absolutely amazing with, you know, no singer. I mean, we've watched, we saw you at the show yeah, yeah, just after, you know, the singer had left. And yeah. I mean, I was more than impressed just you know, sans vocalist. I thought it was absolutely amazing. We appreciate that. That's, it's cool to know that the music carries its own. Like, carries its oh, it definitely, own, so. it definitely did. Even in that show, it was like, boom, the standout. I'm like, damn, <laughs> dude, they did that. And then they didn't have like a full, you know, full band up there according to like everybody else. But you yeah. guys really pulled out a great show. That oh day. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you were, you guys were definitely one of the standouts for us. I mean, we've, we've been around a long time and seen a lot of shit over the years and, I, I think maybe that's kind of big noses probably is a bit jaded, but I mean, it takes a lot to impress anymore, you know, and especially mm-hmm. such a, satch, a saturated 
Mario, is especially technical. I like, Death I metal, like just saturated better. Saturated. saturated. <laughs> That's more the Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> the saturated. But, I mean, it, it's just so overloaded already. Like, yeah. it seems like it came on relatively quick and just took off, and now it's just so fucking many of them. It's like... Yeah, but at the same time, not everybody's great. So you can have 50,000 bands playing in one show and two, three bands stand out. Well, you're going to hone to those two or three people. So. I'm stoked we tricked you so well because we're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I've never played music in my life. It, it sounded great for not knowing. Well, for a first doing. time show, that was amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, first time ever. First time. I remember my first time. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. I we appreciate that a lot. Um we we focus a lot on like for a long time writing in a way that's carries the music carries itself so it stays interesting. Um and I think I think that we're still kind of doing that. I mean, there I'm so lucky to have been exposed to these two dudes now. Like it's like I I'd say it with such a like it almost like it almost seems like I'm kind of like you know, touching myself or something. Cause like, I'm like, is it, it's, it's talking about my band, but like, I feel very lucky to have Zach and Sam, like, and the Sam's not here, obviously, but you know, like two out of three ain't bad. This is the perfect time yeah. to, uh, drag his name through the mud. Yeah. Cause yeah. he can't defend himself. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> but I feel like yeah, it, at least for a week or the two band is yeah. before this comes out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a show this coming Friday, so we should, I shouldn't trash him too no, hard. No, no trashing Sam. Yeah. He's, he's too good for that. Yeah, he's too sweet. He's too sweet of a guy too. Well, if, um, you, if you want, we can just start trashing Big Nose. You can just uh, sh- pile on that. We do that. Sh- all he the likes time. it. He, yeah, he, he enjoys it. it. That sounds great. No, I'm <laughs> he's at a Matchbox race right now. Mm-hmm. Like Matchbox, the Hot yeah. Wheels type. Yeah, 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 he's racing. Yeah, he races. Yeah, he races nice. professionally. Races Matchboxes. That's awesome. Is that a real thing? No. Oh, wait, I, yeah, no, like it's legitimately. <laughs> it's what he does. Not Matchboxes. They're, no, it's remote control cars. They're, but. they're the same thing. You know. <laughs> Is, that's like coming key. around turn number three. Oh, that's it's not big. Notes. You know, he's not coming back on the show now that we called him matchboxes. Yeah, right. Oh, no, all right. He likes it, yeah. but so, this is all stuff we say to his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was gonna it's say, like he's gonna be surprised. Gonna be, well, he's gonna come out back on it like, I hate burial in the sky. <laughs> no, not at all. Bits, bits of crap is what they are. <laughs> you ever see the Goldbergs? I don't know. He wouldn't, but, he wouldn't say that because he'd probably mispronounce your name anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that band. I was looking at my phone. For real in the in the school. <laughs> oh, a little big nose. So is that? I mean, that's pretty much the the history of us. The history of you yeah, guys. Yeah, honestly, is... yeah. It's been it. It was it was a very like actually the, the reason the band started the way it did and the reason we even started playing was a guy named Michael Harrow in Long Island from the band called Splattered Entrails. Shout out Splattered Entrails. They they are awesome. Long de- Long Island Death uh, Slam Death Band. And he was like, you guys should, you should just go for it. Like he was a one man band at the time. Like, you know, like putrid pile, like those guys were just like, just like doing it. And I was like, fine, I'm just going to do it. Cause like, I can't find anyone that can do this. No one in my area cares about it. I grew up in like a coal town where there was nothing. No one cared about death metal. I, there, I was like one of three people that would like go to shows when I was, where like, are you from a place called Mount Carmel, which oh, is yeah, just I, I'm like, familiar with Mount Carmel. so like, there's nothing dude. Like there's no, like there was a huge metalcore scene when I was young. By the time I got to the point where I was able to play music, there was nothing, there was just nothing anymore. So like, I would just have to like look so far out beyond things. So by the time I was able to like write music and record it, like I was like 17, 18, I was like, I was like seven, pretty much 17. I was like, I'm just going to write my own record. And I did. And I started writing with Will. And then, like I said, it kind of just like slowly grew from there. And now I'm lucky enough to have like-minded musicians and um, who are 
ridiculously talented and share very similar views on what they want. And now we're a burial in the sky. Now it's the actual band. So it was kind of like almost not a band, and now a band. We're in we're in our like second to final form. We just need to fill out the, the rest of the members. <laughs> We've if, almost gone full Super Saiyan. Yeah, if we want to take the anime approach, then we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> we're like on the we're like on the seventh episode where he's just like standing there and like the earth is crumbling around him and he's just yelling for thirty minutes straight. So, <laughs> but that's what the rep, the anime representation of our band is. Like. Oh my god, yeah. I don't even watch anime, but now we're going to be the anime band. Alright, whatever. Yeah, That's we're cool. the anime band, we're the for <laughs> sure. Sounds like a new video, right? Yeah. That's it. We're rebranding, starting now. Not the saxophone guys. We're, we're K-pop. We're K-pop metal now. Oh, dude, I wish. Do you know how much money we would make if we were K-pop metal? Like, if we wanted to have the natural flow of this weird, like, like, the, like a super, like, no-holds-barred interview right now, let's talk about K-pop for a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much money don't. they're making though? That baby metal band, that K-pop baby metal. Oh, that fortune! Yeah, it's ridiculous. And everybody's like, they are so good. They're so so tight. Really, Those musicians are so tight, dude. They're so tight. Like, listen, just like like get past the 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 ridiculous thing that is K-pop, and then listen to the music of like how tight these dudes are in a live setting. They are bonkers good they had to have like the, some of the best people that they could get when have you ever seen anyone from south southeast asia yeah hell of a time talking southeast asia do anything half-assed that's true you're if, right if they're it's if true. they're gonna do it they're gonna fucking do it 100 percent all the way perfect you that's 100 true yeah you're completely right and they're they're crazy they're crazy good they're crazy good yeah. Yeah. back to the anime i guess back to the anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool yes back where it all started back Just where it all no. started yeah. <laughs> didn't start anywhere um, I don't know. I guess I guess going off of the the history thing, kind of getting back on track and everything. Sorry about that. No, that's cool. Um, but like, uh, so as James mentioned, Sam joined the band, um, like a couple of months after Persistence of Thought came out, and like Sam and I are literally the bestest of bestest friends. Like literally, um, through college, uh within the first like hour and a half we met each other and we've been like inseparable since then. Um, so it was just like, we, we were in a band before that, um, uh, before bits rather. Um, and we had played a couple of show with Barry on the sky, like out in Locustdale and <laughs> in Reading. <laughs> oh, um, but like, so Sam, uh, I remember Sam auditioning for Barry on the sky and, um, I mean, like I, like I said, I had heard of them, but I never really like listened until Persistence of Thought, and I was just like, "This is insane! What you got? What like uh, James and Will were doing um, was insane!" And watching Sam like write out all the beats and like diagram the songs and trying to like transcribe drum parts was just like how how he was going about it and how he was like relating it to the music and everything was like in incredible um watching it like go from sonic to paper and then going back to the drum kit and watching him practice and stuff um so he had he had the audition and then like uh i'm trying to think about how how long it was it it definitely was i don't know if it was a year but it was, it was a little less it was a little less than a year yeah, yeah. I, don't was, I don't think it was a whole year i think that's over exaggerating yeah i think it was like it was definitely like six months or something and mm -hmm. sam was like 
yo, um, James is looking for a bass player, like a live bass player. You should definitely contact him, especially I was playing like guitar in my other band. So I was very much doing, uh, lots of technical things on the guitar. Um, so I kind of like, I mean, I played bass before that. Um, but, um, translating all those chops to bass and kind of like taking a new spin on some of the bass parts that, um, James wrote for persistence for like my audition. I literally just sent in a video and I was like, Hey, check me out. Yeah. And then we, we ended up, uh, I like go, went to rehearsal and, um, learned our whole set at that time. And that was it. He also is not like, he's also not like, um, taking into account. He's kind of like flying by that. He never met with me and he knew the whole set. Like he just wow. sat down and just like, just that's, that's what I mean when I say these dudes are so talented. Neither of them did. Like before I ever met either of these dudes, they had our set, our set known. So like that just show like just to put it like in like in the perspective of how like like versed these guys are music. So you joined their band. I joined their <laughs> band. Yep. You're like, oh my god, I've been writing the same stuff. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but like they, they, it was it, it it's pretty awesome. incredible to be around people that are just like that that just that you know I, I mean it's obviously I, I'm not gonna say naturally talented because I mean I'm sure they are as well but more so like that they put that much effort into being able to be that incredibly talented. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, Sam and I, uh, like, we, we both recognized that this project was something to be a part of. I I knew that I wanted to see, like, when I was talking to Sam, when he first joined Bits, it was just like, um, maybe maybe somewhere down the line, we, we might be looking for a bass player. And I was like, all right, well, just, like, let me know. But, like, um, we're, we're all about that, um, coming from, like, the professional collegiate musician world where it's, like, you have like two rehearsals to get a whole program down, and if you're not working outside of rehearsals, then you're doomed. It's going to sound like complete Crap. garbage yeah. if everyone is not doing their job outside of rehearsal. If that means, I mean that that can vary from person to person. Like maybe I have uh, a little easier time on song A than Sam does on song A, so he has to work a little bit harder. But then it's like reversed for the next song or something like that. Or like there's this one po- like all that preparation is kind of like what um, we try to do. And I mean that's like, actually how we do it now too. Really, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, like James, you're you're not in Mount Carmel anymore. You're up in like Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg yeah, so in, like, Bloom. like he's in Bloomsburg. Sam's in Phoenixville, um, and I'm still in South Jersey. So like we we we're all like, so far away. Yeah. So hell. like once once or twice a month we'll like have our rehearsals and everything, and like we we can't afford to have a bad rehearsal, especially like if we have shows coming up. Um, cause I mean, we can always take more time, mm-hmm. but we want to be efficient and like, we want to talk about other stuff besides like, Oh, you messed up that part again. Hey, oh let's, you need to work on that. This needs to get, cause we don't, we don't need to write. We don't have the time for that kind yeah. of stuff. We just don't. So, we, so do you end up doing like, do you, do you guys end up going and, and just doing your own thing? the whole time while you're not when we're not together i think yeah, we all yeah like practice. you just like yeah. you do your part you do your part and just keep doing it we all it practice it. except for sam and hopefully back to sam no i'm kidding <laughs> so so did you ever come into a, a practice where you were together and everybody was doing everything the way you guys were doing it right but as a like as a whole when it came in you're like you know what it, 
this part could be different or oh my god yeah you know what i mean because doing it separately and then together even though it's played correctly versus like messing up sometimes the the chemistry just changes the feel and you're like hmm yeah i mean especially um we we did that for uh creatio when we were writing um uh and even now when we're writing like we we got together yesterday and we were um playing through some of the new stuff and it was like uh james was saying like oh maybe i could add this part here add like this lead in here over this part and let's see if that works or um like having sam try a different drum part like once we're all together and hearing it live um or i try something different on the bass or whatever the case may be um but we're like always constantly evolving until well i mean like once you record it's kind of like set in stone and then once you like release it it's like all right well people know what it is and you can't really like go and change much of it i mean you can add like little, little things and like cool we, stuff live we yeah we we've, we've done that like i mean um all the saxophone stuff that i do uh I recorded it one way, and I play some licks that are the same on the record, but live, I try to um, make it a little bit more improvisatory. So that way, if you're going to a live show and you're seeing us live, you're getting a unique experience versus like, oh, that's what they play on the record, which is cool too, but it's like that piece of it is just like... Um, connecting with people in the audience and like, mm-hmm. oh man, you'll never believe what the saxophone player did at this show. And and you talk to the to one of your friends who's at like the last show, which is it's different. It's like, oh yeah. man, but they did this thing and it was different at this show. And it's like, oh, you'll never understand. No, I like that. That's like going to see a movie when somebody's like, it's not like the book. I'm like, well, it was a movie. It's not a book. Yeah, yeah like exactly. it's the same thing, it's but adaptation. it's another vision. Yeah, so yeah, we definitely adapt. The live is good. Yeah, yeah, live is cool. I like, I like that change. We definitely birth a lot of things differently live. Um, I mean, like we definitely have with metal the community is less forgiving with having too much change. They don't like you to pull too far away from what they know, especially if they really like the music. Like, well, really any kind of music, really, if that has any type of popular or very hardcore following. Metal has such a huge one and such an intense following. Um, if it strays too far from what they're used to, some people get, like, unless certain bands, not so much, but I think the vast majority, it's like, that's not what I know as it being what it was, and I don't like that. For us, we're very lucky is people will come up to us and one of the biggest things we get is like, you guys are like a metal band that jams. Like you're not so much or like, and, and it's like, and that that's a decent compliment to me, even though I'm not a huge fan. I, actually, I can't stand jam bands, but um, <laughs> not to call out jam bands, but. Uh, no, call them out all you want, they suck. Uh, <laughs> but like with leads or anything else or me and Zach just playing off one another when he ever, when he picks up his sax or, or, or even just playing off each other like rhythmically for a show things have definitely changed will change or will handle things a little bit differently or that are they're just played differently than the record that we just do it live differently then um because they add something i think there's definitely something to be said for changing it up live because i mean at the end of the day any band can just mechanically go through their their set all the time like every Mm -hmm. night they play it i mean that shit gets boring you know what i mean like for us too as as much as i like especially it has to get really boring for the musicians i mean yeah, how are you showcasing your talent if you're not changing it up a little bit and doing something a little bit different? I mean, personally, I like seeing bands do shit different live than on record. I mean, yeah. th- not drastically different. I mean, I'm- no, no, no. We're not going to go up there and like do like an adaptation of like one of our songs and it ends up coming out like a pop song. Obviously, yeah, right. But, like, like, right. yeah. I mean, like you can you can kind of like pick apart the the subgenre and the whole genre of heavy metal where it's like people 
are writing this music that there's like no space to breathe where like yeah. especially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. tech death yeah tech death <sighs> it's just like check out how fast i can go check out these sick rhythms which is like cool but i mean there's no place for it to breathe and um i mean i don't want to again i don't want to re re rebrand us <laughs> but no. like we're we're like it's kind of like uh, I mean, I, I studied jazz in college for all, all four years because I studied saxophone and it was just like um, people people go to jazz shows for the difference. Mm. Like a solo, like the same thing I was saying, a solo one night is not the same thing, the sol- a solo the next night, but you're going for that person, that group, that group of people, uh, whatever whatever combination it may be, how they play off each other. Like um, I've, I've been in enough jazz groups that it's like, if, if you're opening something up and you're improvising and everything, uh, you can kind of make different, uh, like grooves with the rhythm section. You can make like different, uh, backgrounds on the spot. I've done, uh, just like weird quirky things. That's like performance to performance. And it's just like, we're going to talk about quirky things that you do live. No, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can talk about quirky things that I do live, like make faces and the lick. Oh, the lick? Oh, yeah, we could talk about the... No, we're not going to talk, talk about the lick. Okay, but, I mean, we'll we can talk about the lick. lick. So there's this, um, there's this like, trope... Uh, not really a trope. It's more Speaking like a... Speaking of improvisation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a meme in jazz. It's it's literally just a meme. It's um, one... It's called The Lick. And it's just... And that's all it is. It's just a, like a minor thing, and it's the simplest thing. You're just going up the scale, and then you reapproach, and you end on, like, the, the root note. But it's just been played so many different times. There's literally like, uh, I think three videos on YouTube, and it's just called like, call. It's called the lick, and like the lick part two and the lick part three, <laughs> and it's just like someone decided to go through all these this footage of like jazz players playing the lick in their solos, just because it's it's just like it's so common. Yeah. It's just like such common vocabulary and. Uh, a meme so i put it in our set because no one knows what it is but every once in a while you get a yell every once in a while he'll play it and and you'll hear you'll, you'll know someone knows and you'll hear you'll hear like a like in the back of like an entire crowd just someone go yeah like <laughs> or it's like oh cool that guy's a uh he he studies jazz a little bit too much yeah yeah honestly <laughs> or, yeah. or on youtube all the time yeah 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 or yeah or that or most definitely that yeah and jazz is pretty funky I, I had no interest in jazz till my wife and i went to poland and Poland apparently is like they're fucking obsessed with jazz music yep. over there, and that's when I started kind of looking into a little bit and listening to it. And it's just, it's cool. I mean, it's just it's interesting. I mean, it's like the older form of I don't know tech death. Just yeah. back then, really. Alan Holdsworth, just, dude. Like, I mean, like, I mean, that's a little bit. That's not as old, obviously. Definitely not. Like, I mean, if if I would pick a few that are absolutely phenomenal, like Joe Pass or something for like so, oh, people Joe that Pass I is really good. so good. Joe Pass or like Pat Metheny or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Pat Metheny is like. I don't even understand. It's so good. If if you have any chance to listen to the album Orchestrion, I would suggest it to everybody. That dude's a genius. Um, but uh, specifically for like the tech death type thing, Alan Holdsworth. That dude is nuts. That dude is just it's just it's disgusting what that guy can do. He's a song called Metal Fatigue. Put that on. It was it happened during like the eighties, and the guy was I, I'm assuming it was his like almost his um response to maybe like the throw like of how big metal got in the 80s and probably him not wanting to like hear it anymore i think that's what it was and his response was just to create the most insanely technical ridiculous song that is just off the wall that you'll ever hear like it's really really cool really really cool if we're talking about jazz yeah that's cool um so to kind of come back like you were talking about how the songs are constantly evolving 
like, do you ever get to a point where you're just like, all right, this is good. Let's leave it like this until we record. Or is it just right up until you go into the studio? It's just changing. Like, even as far as when you're recording, you know, to, to put your tracks down. It's a, that's a rough, it's a rough one because, um, this is the first, this is, this really is like the first record I would say that we are consistently just working with one another. And I think yeah. it's probably kind of, that will probably, it'll probably play a part. It's, it has so far, so far we've been just like working. So, so far I would say as of right now, yes, we, we've just been like workshopping every time we see each other, we've been talking about stuff or at least reviewing it in one way or another, like our next practice. I'm not even really worrying about doing anything else except writing and just sitting down and like hanging out with one another, chilling, just like going through stuff. Um, so yeah, so far, yeah, it kind of like, it, there's not like a, there hasn't been a point of just of us just going like, this is good enough. Um, I'm sure that will hit eventually where we're like, this will be it. Yeah. yeah I mean, like we, we get to that point where it's like, this is, this is it. Like we should like, um, Oh uh, yeah, like certain yeah, riffs, like oh, yeah, that's it. like certain yeah. riffs are like eventually when we get to a song and we're like done listening to it and we're all just like yeah, we're content. Um, mm-hmm. Writing wise, um, it's just kind of like sometimes we, well, a lot on Creatio we we had like um, like fade outs and stuff, uh, which isn't bad. It's never bad to have a fade out, especially when you're like holding a big chord because it's not like you just want to cut the track off and just like snip it and it's like That's it. <laughs> so it's kind of like a natural way but um like especially we we got a lot of uh criticism for that some uh in some of our uh reviews of the last album it was just like oh it's all fade out it doesn't just end and it's like yeah, okay yeah so like i took that into account and like one of the songs i i uh wrote it was just like literally just ends on a bop and just like ends super finessely the cat, yeah. cat, cat bang, yeah, no, uh, and the, the, that's that's a, that was a big thing um, with our last record. Um, there's things that we like and dislike about it. It was very rushed to certain things. Oh. We love the record in general. We loved working with each other. There were certain parts toward the end stages of its production that we would have liked to have been handled a bit differently. But we had a timeline, and that's great though. And people, they're like people are on the fence. Some people are like these people are geniuses, and then other people are like these people are the worst thing, and they're so boring and lame. Those people are right. Those people are probably right. <laughs> well, you're always gonna get that. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and like, there's I mean, nothing you're gonna do that's gonna ever change. You know, an opinion from Joe Schmo and the other opinion Heck from yeah. the other Joe Schmo. Exactly, definitely. We have we have some pretty really we have some really awesome people who care about the music, um, like genuinely care about the music, and oh my god, support us, cat. <laughs> support <laughs> us, like no matter what happens, um, which is like super rad. Like they're they seem like they're 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 there for the trip because like if you listen to like our first stuff and then this and, like the second like like some of the other stuff and some of the stuff after that, <laughs> <laughs> like it is so different. It is very different in a lot of ways. That is so. She just really likes that. Oh, that stupid cat! He's yeah, he's got. For, for those that aren't here, the cat is bashing up against the the table where the mic stands are, and it makes the stupid springs on our. Oh my god, this cat's adorable. Yeah, he's You don't know this cat. He's a zombie. Oh, adorable. He's a zombie. We'll, we'll put a picture of him up on the cool. on the page for everybody to see. He's don't eat while you're looking at it, though. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there you go. She's like, "Don't you move my butt from this." <laughs> But, I mean, do you put a lot of 
stock into what you read in reviews? I mean, does it something that affects you very much? Or I mean, I guess it, you couldn't help but not. Like if somebody said to her about the podcast, your podcast sucks. I guess I mean a small part of me would be like, but dude, that fucking sucks. But like, why suck. would you say that? But you know, <laughs> we're all we're all just so self deprecating. We're just like our shit sucks. Yeah, but, but it's true because if you don't have that output, that that look, and you're just like, no, dude, my shit's the fucking best. You one, you never grow. You never go beyond what you're doing from the last one. Yeah, but, true. but self-deprecation is something different than other people well, no, say. Not, like, not every, so negative. But. Every time I record this, I'm like, oh, dude, this fucking sucks. And I'm sitting there editing going, oh, nobody's going to fucking listen to this. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but like it, Juan's always, you know, oh, dude, it sounds great. Mm, you know, it but it's it different is. when somebody else says it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. dude, that it's, fucking sucks. It's like, oh, well, it's rough. Why, it's know? rough. I mean, yeah. you can you take the lead on that, how you feel, and I'll give them all my, my thoughts, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely hearing a harsh review or someone's like, yeah, this is like the the worst band in the world, or maybe not the worst <laughs> band in the world, but something like that where it's just like, um, yeah, the, they really missed the mark on this one or something like that, or the, the blah, blah, blah was just the worst thing I've ever heard. Or, um, I mean, to, to a degree, personally, I mean... We we put a lot of hard work into what what we're trying to do, especially this last album. It was like oh, such man. such hard. It was so quick and so intense how we put ev- like pretty so much true. the whole album together. And I mean, I think it turned out well. But um, I mean, the songs themselves definitely. Yeah, yeah I mean, 100%. we're 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 kind of like self deprecating just because like we we're we. Uh, we like bashing ourselves because it gets a, a cheap chuckle. But, <laughs> it does get a cheap chuckle. Um, but like, I mean, also it's when you hear a bad review, it's just like, well, what what is this person really listening to? Are they really digging the music themselves? And it's like, well, I think this could be improved upon. Or are they just saying this whole thing is the flat out like worst? Because, those, those ones suck. Yeah. yeah. Th- those are not the most fun but it's also um very easy to forget that everyone's taste in music is so 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 different Mm -hmm. like it's it's just like um yeah you don't like saxophone and mill okay cool i mean you are you just wrote off our band that like in that in that in that one instant and there's a lot of people that do yeah yeah, i mean it's like it hurts it hurts my feelings really bad though (laughs) but uh it's just like all this stuff where it's like if if you don't dig our music that's uh, I mean, that's up to you. You, as long if you listen to us and you give us a fair shake, and then you're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm I'm not really into this band." That's cool. That's I mean, I it's it's not cool because I want people to listen to our music and stuff. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool in a sense that like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I I totally I totally do that with some bands myself, where I just like listen to their album and I'm like, this album is not my favorite, or like, <laughs> I listen to like a couple albums from a band and I'm just like. I don't know. They're bands that you really love too. Yeah. Yeah, bands that you could lo- end up loving. You're like, oh man, I really respect these guys. I know they're like super talented musicians, but like this just is not tickling my my fancy. The rough ones are are the are the sites that are just usually like um a bit more intense. And um, I remember this happened with um the Faceless's Autotheism. Everything I was reading about the record before it came out was like really bad. Like people were trashing that record. Like reviewers were trashing that record, and it came out and like. I think it made a huge wave. Like that, that thing made massive waves in the progressive and like tech to death scene to like open doors of going nothing's off limits, which is like the way that I think we look at it. And, um, uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think a lot of the people, I think some of our worst reviews are from people that 
uh, and it's actually obvious. There's one specifically that's sticking into my head, and I won't mention where it was from or anything, but I remember getting it back. And it was like just by reading the article, and it was like a really no well-known site too. Like, and they got our our record. We have a, a PR guy. Um, shout out to Mind Eraser uh, PR. He's awesome. Uh, the company's awesome. But he gets it out to all these people, and this guy gets it, and it's very obvious. So if you, as you read the interview chromatically, it's like maybe like two paragraphs. Like that's all he gave us, and it was like he maybe got to song two, like, and the first song's like an intro track of just like to set a mood. And it's like, it's really like the first song on the record is 100% a mood track. It's almost like lo-fi listening, the way that it was, it was approached. It's not supposed to be this compelling thing. It's supposed to put you into an atmosphere and then you get ripped out of it very quickly. That was the point for that track. And it's, and, and it's fine if you didn't get that. Like people can hear something, oh, this is just, like people find that music boring sometimes. Like, okay, that's 100% understandable. But it was like obvious, like he pretty much reviewed, he, he picked apart one of the songs and then he went like, the rest is garbage and like he cut it off and it was like it's garbage and i have nothing to say about it but it was like you very obviously just turned the record off and that sucks because like your job to these people is to listen to this record you could have at least listened to the record and that happens but again like in those in those those moments the immediate time you're here you you read it especially when you're at our level you go like why didn't you listen to this record even a little bit because but in this and then you're gonna go that's okay because like at the same time one we're on this site maybe someone else will listen to this record and go like, like maybe I, this guy doesn't know everything he's talking about. I'm just going to click this record and listen to it. And it's like, it really goes back to that whole thing. It's like, there's no PR that's bad PR. And that's legitimately true. And I run off that. So keep talking. Like if people, if we're going to talk crap about it, talk crap about it. That's totally fine. But we have a very loving fan base, which is really cool too. So there's a dude in like Germany who's still like by every time we release something, I get his thing coming in. His name's Colin. So if Colin, if you're listening by any chance, he, every single time we drop something, he buys it. Every time that dude, and he's paying more for shipping half the time than he is for the freaking thing. Like, That's awesome. Oh I, yeah, shipping from Europe's ridiculous right now. Oh my god, dude, it's gross. Like, I bought a like a black metal album from somebody, and the guy emailed me. He's like, "Look, it's going to cost like eight dollars or nine dollars to ship it. I only paid him like seven dollars for the whole thing." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Keep the money, send that CD to somebody else, and just give me the digital copy. Like, I'm fine. Like, yeah, yeah. it sucks because you can't order shit from overseas or order yeah. shit back and forth without it being just." ridiculously expensive you know it's sick it's like it's like a it's very it's very uh, but i mean it it is what it is we have to just deal with it obviously but we i mean we make it very obvious when you buy our stuff it's like this is how much it's going to cost if you're okay with that we like appreciate it more than anything like that's amazing to me it's like you're going to buy something that you're going to pay almost the same amount as the product if not sometimes more sometimes more than the product to ship it to you and if you do that we're just like you know, bless you, bless your loving, giving, very receiving heart, because like we definitely don't have the money to do that. And that's awesome. I and mean, it's great that people are, I mean, yeah. it's te- definitely a testimony. I mean, to, to like you say to your fan base, if they're willing to spend that money just to ship. Yeah. Know, there's some people, a couple CDs been... and a shirt or something. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. And we cool. love, I think, I think it's known that we love those type of people. Like we, we respect that we couldn't do any of it if it wasn't our, our entire vinyl production was, was completely, Funded, fan funded by fans, oh, pre-order, like, by pre-orders and stuff. Yeah. It was like that, and that was like thousands of dollars. We didn't, we can't do that. Like we're just regular dudes who work jobs. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and we, and I mean, like, we want music to be a huge part of our life constantly, definitely. Yeah. In some extents, it is, but in some extents, it's not. And 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 the fact that people are so open and like willing to support something like that like that was amazing to us and they waited they had to wait until like so that's like pre-orders of us like we can't even buy this shit dude so like we have to like get the money pre-order it 
have this company print it, send it out to us, get the stuff, ship it to you. Like that's months. You just gave up tons of money, including shipping if you're going to be from overseas, to have us send you this thing that it doesn't even exist yet. Yeah, and you don't even know if you're going to get it. You don't like, even know we're going to get it. And I pretty much made that clear to everyone. I'm like, if it doesn't happen, like, like it's it's it like, you know, we'll, re- we'll refund everybody. We had it just sit in a PayPal. Like, this is going nowhere and doesn't didn't get touched. Just stayed on its own. Like, this is where it's going to be in case something would happen. Got crowdfunded in in in, in no time. It got wow. like it compared yeah. to like where we thought what we thought was going to happen. Yeah. It was epic. Really, people really cool. are cool. People are really cool. Yeah, moral story. People are sometimes. cool. Sometimes. And so is that cat. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Asked, like a little footnote sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think people in our community are pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely a, a better scene than most. The Reading scene? I would say, in just metal in general, just I general. think. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I was going to say the Reading scene is pretty cool, too. I, I mean, just for the exposure to what I've had, I've had some really genuine people that I've met through the scene in this, in just this area, in like, in like Reading, Lancaster, Philadelphia. I know this is a huge encompassing area, but Pennsylvania seems to have a pretty rad scene right now. I feel, I feel very, very, very lucky to be a yeah. part of the Pennsylvania metal scene. And that's not something that I was, I think, always willing to say because back when I was younger, it seemed like, for me, it was kind of not as bumbling. Maybe I just was less aware of it or I was out on the outside of it. Um, and we're starting to see people really care about thoughtful music. Like... Like Zach said, it's not just always about just and and like we're not bashing this music. Like the music where people can just like play and just like you're like, what is going on? It takes so much talent and it's like technically so sound and ridiculous and there's no room to breathe. They're starting people are starting to like to hear music in metal that has room to breathe. We like that feeling in our music, yeah. and we're starting to incorporate that. And people seem to be picking up on it. Well, so. I, I I said to Juan a while back, like back in the day, like when Juan's band got started, it was yeah. it was just all straight up brutal death metal. It was all the old stuff, malevolent suffocation obituary that kind of music yeah, and great pe- stuff. <laughs> pe- people just wanted to do it so they would learn as they on the fly yeah. but now a lot of the bands like you guys that are coming out they're so technically proficient right out of the gate i mean like i have a friend whose son is 16 years old and plays guitar and he plays head and shoulders above most people twice his age yeah because all he does is sit in his room and jam and write music mm-hmm. and play and it's it's amazing like the, the difference, you know, coming out of the gate. I mean, bands are already where those bands took three or four albums to get to. These kids are coming out now and just hitting it right off the bat. Like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that that kind of uh, it's just it's also with the the changing of the times where it's like back when like suffocation and like obituary were first starting. Um, like there was no internet. And like no that, resources. that kind mm-hmm. of stuff was not uh, available yet. And now, fa- flash forward like twenty years, and now a sixteen-year-old kid or a fifteen-year-old kid can sit in their room and be taught by like Tosin Abasi or like, <laughs> like, um, yeah, like everything's available. Yeah, yeah, just like on YouTube or like different different. Back then, sites. it's like wait for Headbangers Ball. The yeah. new Napalm yeah. might be on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. dude, for real. Or like, or like, I w- I remember the way I would get like, ta- like I mean, this it was it was a bit more exposed when I'm I'm 26. So like, I mean, um, the internet was definitely a thing, but YouTube is not nearly what it is now. Mm-hmm. Nor was like the tutorial. Like you could find some guy sitting in his room with like a grainy video, like here I'll teach you how to play Wonderwall. Like you could find that stuff, but like there was no one on there being like, here's this Necrophage song. Like, like no one was doing that. Which now there's about a thousand now for about each three, song, you know, dude, for real. And like even so, when I was younger, like you had to just kind of sit down. I remember like 
I remember just like just sitting there and just like shedding out like selkies by between the barrier to me, just like trying and trying and trying and just like watching someone cover it in like a crappy cover, just trying to decipher each every note and, and, and or 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 just listening to a record over and over and over again. And that wasn't that, that I'm twenty six. That's not that long ago. That's like ten years ago only. Like um and these kids have so many resources. They're just gonna, we're gonna see like an explode. Like it's gonna be sad. We're gonna all be put out of business. All these bands are gonna be put out because we're gonna see kids just like doing things. They're just like ridiculous. Yeah, these dang kids. These dang kids. Well, we're, we're like kids. knowing where you're from. Like I have friends from Ashland, so I'm I'm a little familiar with the area up there. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm kidding. No, kind no, you're of, not. Kind no, you're of, not. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> but I mean, like the only local band up there that I knew of was Three Hot Dogs and a Donut. Oh shit, dude! Like so, like how did you get exposed to like death metal? Like how did you get? I, I, I imagine did, was it the internet? Did you find most of that stuff on your own on the internet, or did you? I had a couple. Of, that really was what it was. Is there's a very niche group of people. I didn't have really any friends when I was younger. Like close to none. Like I was such. I was so introverted and like awkward to everyone. So. um metal came real quick so it someone showed me corn and lincoln park and it took me like a week and i was on like zyklon and hypocrisy <laughs> and i think I, I didn't even and i mean like a bunch of bands that i didn't have any connection to whatsoever and then i had no idea like like i was looking at stuff that i had no idea like like Zycon, for example like i don't even i didn't even know i looked up later on that was like like a that was like the chemical they used in like concentration camp and oh, stuff yeah, and I was like oh exactly. we'll never listen to this band again like their name is this like I had no I had no exposure like I was I was so new was which is kind of a shame because Zyklon's a pretty cool band is it I never, their music was pretty cool oh right? you see, I never really I got never got past it because I just I saw the name and I was like that's kind of horrifying and that scares me so I was like I was like not listening to this band <laughs> but either either neither here nor there but um I got into then they opened doors to like Children of Bodom was a big one for me and then I got into like Necrophagist and a lot of the tech death bands they kind of just like doors kept opening Doors kept opening really quickly, and that really was just me finding stuff. I think I listened to Children of Bodom because I thought the Reaper logo was really cool, mm. and I clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh, that's really, really fucking cool." Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then Children of Bodom, hell yeah. Yeah, that was like one of the first ones, one of the big ones that I was like, "Oh my god!" And my buddy Brandon actually was super into it. He was really into like Lamb of God and Children of Bodom and all them. And I saw them like getting into that kind of stuff, and I was like, they kind of kind of would talk a little bit and they helped me kind of expose myself to a bit more the black dahlia murder hmm. um was a big one uh there was just they just kind of like they kind of fell into my lap real quick and it was it was on my own to a certain extent and then later on just kind of blew up blew up from there just kept going kept going and that's really it it was just it was just luck Real honest luck, a friend showing me a band, me me being a kid who had way too much time on my hand. So I just would go to stores like FYE and like buy a CD. I, I remember I bought, actually I bought Children About Him Live at Stockholm was one of them and it was a CD. And so you like, did the old way. You just went and looked and went, oh shit, that's cool. I I, we that. had like a family computer, that's... dude. Like you weren't even allowed to do anything. My parents were so <laughs> against metal. Like you don't uh, even know. My parents yeah. were super duper, I mean, which is fine. Like, 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 but they were like, they were trying to, they, they thought they were keeping their kids safe um, from something that they felt was bad. Um, uh, and like I would hide band t-shirts in the back of my closet. I would, you know, like now I'm, you know, I'm covered in tattoos and I've been, in oh, so, so my so parents were the same way. They would take my t-shirts and 
dad, a, my dad, like they would take them and throw them away and shit. Same here. Shit. Same you here. Know, so full on same here. Exact same situation. Like yeah. my, like I've, I literally had like CDs broken. Like they wouldn't even tell me. Like I would just throw my shit <laughs> oh, in the wash and it'd be fucking gone. It was like, what the fuck? Like, where's my gangrene t-shirt? No, we threw it away. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my mom definitely like threw, threw out so much stuff and bless her heart. She had to deal with me listening to like some of that stuff. Like Jesus Christ, the poor thing. She probably thought I was trying to be like, like some kind of like sacrificing ritual like per, like i i can't even imagine what she genuinely thought how was your experience as a kid zach like I, like mine was pretty ridiculous but you're um, a little bit younger than me yeah i'm yeah two years younger you're so so younger. much younger i'm a whole different generation <laughs> i'm just kidding uh how I'm old not, are you 24 yeah i'm 24 you realize he's like <laughs> half our age yeah I'm a, I'm a youngster so yeah i mean what what opened the door for you i mean obviously you i mean did you were you playing saxophone in school yeah, so I, I literally, like, okay, so I remember my whole male journey because it was such, like, these big defining moments. Um, so I, I started I started playing saxophone in, like, um, in, in fourth grade, like literally any other uh, elementary school kid might do. Um, and I just kind of stuck with it, and that's, that's how I got into saxophone, and eventually I wanted to go to school for it and, lo- like, study jazz a little bit more. Um, and, I mean, like especially like uh metal guitar and metal bass i was never like super 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 good at it so like that was something that i didn't want to like uh exactly pursue uh professionally in college or like guitar or bass or um anything but like you that. were a metal fan like yeah you yeah metal. so i i remember in um what what grade was i i was like 11 or 12 and we were um we i was in boy scouts uh i'm an eagle scout so like uh, we, we would go on all these cool camping trips and we would, um, have like a 12, like our one scout master had a 12 passenger van to show us all to, to camping trips and everything. And he was very much into, um, like a lot of the eighties metal, like Metallica and Megadeth and like Motley Crue and everything like that. Um, so the, really the first song that ever got me hooked on metal ever was, um, human off of Metallica's S and M record um with like the the orchestra and stuff and just like that whole first like riff where they come in it was just like oh this is awesome and literally uh i i would just uh i got into like metallica through that and then a couple uh months later uh guitar hero came out and i didn't have like a playstation or anything like that like that but my friend did so i was always at my friend's house playing guitar hero and like listening to music and like the music on there and like playing on the guitar like the little plastic guitar and all that stuff (laughs) um so uh i got into a little bit more then but uh uh, for a long time it was just like any any metal with like clean singing for a while so like metallica megadeth um and i'm uh, I'm not necessarily proud of saying this, but the first time I ever dabbled into like uh, screaming and stuff like that in in metal um, was when I was in ninth grade, and I um, I heard uh, what was it? Uh, I heard the the Guillotine Part Two by Escape the Fate, which is <sighs> did I did I not like? I said I was not proud of that. Before. I know. I, I just yeah. couldn't. I, it was. It was a. It was a natural reaction. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm I sorry. Mean, that... I shouldn't even say that because I mean, obviously they, they they did they did their thing. Hey man, they're still around. They're, they're still, still touring, kind of yeah, or sure. something. Anyway, so like that. That was the first time I heard it, and I was like, I was actually like so, um, like I don't want to. Scared is not the right word, but like I listened to it, I was like, oh my god, like I don't know. 
And so I just made myself listen to more of it. And eventually I went from, uh, I, I literally would just go on YouTube and listen to these, like watch music videos and listen to these uh, bands and stuff. And then just like link hop in the suggested below. Mm-hmm. And just like, um, who was one? Uh, Job for a Cowboy was their, their first EP was one that I like immediately got into. Um, uh, like a lot of old Oceano stuff. So like a lot more of the, the, the death core stuff. Um, especially cause like where I grew up in South Jersey, it was like either, um, like classic rock were the bands of kids my age or like metalcore, like Avenged Sevenfold esque things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. C- City of Evil still bumps. Like some of those songs off City of Evil are just like still so pretty good. I, n- I never got into them much myself. I understand. I understand. I understand where like, but listening also those dudes. Like Sinister is like a jazz trained gypsy jazz like guitar player. Like yeah. they're actually like really like technically sound dudes. Not so much my 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 forte, but there's a lot of bands that aren't my forte. Fun fun fact: Sinister Gates' dad was a guitar guy for Jeff Dunham's live shows. <laughs> yeah. Was he really? That's, yeah. That's Sinister, Sinister yeah, Gates' Dunham's dad, right? Yeah, the comedian dude. Right? Yeah, the, with the puppet guy. The dude yeah. that came out with the really? Yeah. Yeah. That was him. That's his dad. That's great. Anyway. So funny. Yeah, so eventually it just got into like more of my friends who were younger than me were getting into heavier and heavier things like um uh like they showed me animals as leaders, which wasn't like necessarily quote unquote heavier, but it was just kinda like shifted in a different direction where it was like a little bit more musical and a little bit more rhythmic based. But they also showed me like some pretty sick slam bands like pathology, um abominable putridity Mm. um like uh, infinite annihilator like all those bands that were just like yeah when i first heard that i was like jesus christ what do you even go from here but they also because like i was i was in uh like my last couple years of high school i was in like a a weird um progressive slam band i don't know it was weird it was like we took we took influences from like the contortionist and like uh like infinite annihilator and stuff like that and we like slapped them together and it was some of the weirdest stuff but that's also where i started dabbling like the autotheism came out and we're like yo zach you play saxophone why don't you record saxophone over the slam part on our one ep and i was like okay (laughs) and i did and that's kind of what paved the way to kind of like um getting me uh as a saxophone player to listen to different things in like metal songs of like what we're doing when I, when I was um, recording stuff for rivers uh, of Nile and every, all, all that stuff, like listening and getting the appropriate feel and everything in. So it, it's all a journey. And I mean, mine's a little bit more cringy than most in terms of like what music I got to and where, I, where I ended up. But um, yeah, it was a, a lot of. It could be way more cringy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could be way more cringy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, have a good timeline. Mine, yeah. mine's just skewed. Mine's like someone showed me some crap and then I just did it. <laughs> like, mine's a lame story. No, is that, his is his is a cool progression. Yeah. Oh no, they're all cool stories. That's that's. I, I'm, I'm into the backstories of everything. Yeah, that's, they're all unique. Was, yeah, it was part of the reason for the podcast. A was I wanted you know yeah, I mean, more I mean, Pennsylvania based even, stuff yeah but. I mean how did you guys get into it like you guys I mean you guys I mean it was such a different it's just different well, time frame we were in high school we met in high school yeah so. so I mean it was actually him that got me into I was more listening to things like 
Aerosmith, Cinderella, and then in '86 I got Master of Puppets, which that mm-hmm. started the downward slide. And then you I guys met, have a similar downward slide. Yeah, and then I met Juan, and he got me into things like Pestilence, uh, Creator, Deicide. Oh, hell yeah! And then it was just we just started going to shows That's in high school. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. we went one of the first, well the first show we ever went to was Creator on the Coma Souls tour with Morgoth, their first U.S. show. And then Biohazard opening up for all three of them. I forgot about Biohazard. And that was like their first album. Like, so that was, and that was it. Like, and after that, it was just all, we were always going to New York City and shit and seeing shows. And we seen DSI on, like on the Legion tour and at Lemoore 92, I read a thing in uh, East Coast Rocker, which that might be before your time. There used to be a magazine called East Coast Rocker you could buy. And it had all the shows on the East Coast. Like you went in the back and there was advertisements for clubs. And they had interviews, and they interviewed Glenn Benton, and he said, you know, I'm really looking forward to playing New York. That's the show. So we all got together, and we're like, fuck it, dude. We're going to New York. And it didn't disappoint. I mean, Danny Lilka was there. The guys from Demolition Hammer were all there. It was like all these famous people from New York City hanging out at this show. And it just, just as the fucking inside. place went ballistic. Like, I I've bet. never seen anything like it in my life. But, I mean, they brought cancer and dismember with them, and it was like, oh. I bet. I bet that was I bet that was insane. But you, you saw you saw pretty much like you you got to be a part of a piece of like pretty much the birth of a scene, really. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, we were there from the beginning for sure. Yeah, I mean, not... yeah, because what was that? Sh- we did a show in New York, and it was all the very first. Well, that wasn't like, me. I wasn't with Corpse. Yeah, it was called the Hangman's Ball. It started it at like, like seven at night and went to like four the next morning. Like that were like just up and coming, brand new. Like the very and they all jammed that that night. It was like huge. It, I mean, it was like ripping corpse. Who, well, uh, what's his name? The guitar player who went on to play for Morbid Angel. Then he has his own studio now. Oh, okay. Uh, Hate Eternal. He's the guitar player for Hate Eternal. Mm. Uh, he played with them. I mean, it was like Grave Unle- Unleashed. Was it? Were they playing Massacre? Hex. Hex. Cannibal Court, all these bands Cannibal that were like Corpse weren't nobody knew. Suffocation like, on their first exact yeah. first tour. So it was like it was like that scene, like that was kind of like, so that was like more of like this scene compared to like the Florida death scene that was going on. Is that? Like, oh, it was so a mix. Was, it was like all these different. Yeah, yeah it was like, pretty cool. It was, I think rad. Danny Lilker had something to do with it, like because you know he was because Nuclear Assault headlined it, but like he was always into all that shit. Like Danny Lilker's into everything, like death grindcore that weird Japanese death screaming shit. You know, black <laughs> like, metal. You know. Everything like so he was I think he was kind of behind that getting all these bands to play so but I mean yeah we were at the kind of the beginning of it that's super rad that's super rad to be able to have that much history attached to something that's really really cool but I mean you guys segueing into shows what shows do you guys have oh we uh that's um coming up coming up we actually have this next Friday coming up right now we are playing with Rivers and Entheos at the Voltage Lounge in Philadelphia um if you are in the Pennsylvania area, that's actually going to be their only PA show, I think, for this tour, right? Uh, they, they did like besides a, Pittsburgh, yeah, they Pittsburgh. did Pittsburgh uh, for our side of the country. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh show at like the the beginning of their tour, but you know what? That's like the beginning of March, and that's already done. So this is going to be the last time. I mean, so we we have that Philly show, so you can catch them in PA uh, that time. Or here's a good segue: we're also <laughs> going to be playing with them. Uh, uh, with Rivers and um, Entheos won't like that whole package won't be with Rivers anymore, but like Outer Haven and uh, Imperial Triumphant um, at St. Vitus Bar out in Brooklyn on the 7th. So yeah. uh, Friday, April 5th, 
at the Voltage Lounge. Sunday, April 7th at St. Vitus Bar. And then we have something, I think, and and <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was a good, yeah. was, but no. Um, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, we have a little weekend with, 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 with Rivers, um, but that's, 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 it's, that'll be cool. Um, if you want to catch the, the whole package that the tour was on in your, this part of Pennsylvania and you want to drive four hours to Pittsburgh, that was, this is the one to go to. Um, and uh, yeah, there, I, I'm really looking forward to the St. Fighter show as well. It's going to yeah. be really, really cool. Yeah, and every time that name's mentioned, I have to bring up it is one of the coolest clubs I've ever been to. It's been like, like been a dream of mine since I was a kid to play at that place. That place is amazing. Yeah, yeah. like I've been wanting to play there for a really long time. I've literally, like, literally never been there. before. Where do you see it? Like, I, I've never be been to that place either. Like, they went up. I'll, I'll warn you, it's a trick of of the eye from the oh. videos to when you actually see it in person. Oh, okay, it's banging. It, it is is fucking hardcore old hardcore old school. Like oh, there's like no security at the stage, oh, yeah. that place and it's tiny. It's like this big. The place is gonna blow up. Like it's gonna be nuts. Yeah. It is ridiculous. It's I mean, gonna... it is just constant people stage this... diving and, and pitting. It's it's gonna it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be crazy. I'm excited, especially because it's almost sold out. Yeah, it's almost sold out. So, yeah, we the show itself is is really close to selling out. And the out Voltage almost. Lounge pretty well is get, is getting close, isn't it? I thought I saw something uh, about like they're know. better than halfway. Shh. Maybe I would think so. Usually, people seem to. We have people that that are going to be getting tickets through us, and they still, you know, a lot of people wait until relatively close to when the show happens. Mm-hmm. They're not like I'm like a doomsday prepper when it comes to a show. I'm like, I need that ticket right away. Like, God forbid something would happen. <laughs> That's I'm how like, I am. I'm, I'm crazy. Like they're coming next year. Where's the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure I don't miss out. <laughs> I'm crazy with that stuff. But then I think we play in May yeah. in Westchester at Sprouts, twenty fourth. No. May Saturday, May twenty fifth. Uh, Sprout Music. I was real close. Sprout Music Collective in uh, Westchester. You, you were prepping ahead of time. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be there on the twenty fifth. Twenty. If you want to see James, he'll be camped out on the the twenty fourth, wondering where every, wondering where everyone is. I'll be in a tent, pissing in a bucket, and not yeah. leaving. <laughs> yeah, ordering pretty... pizza to your tent. <laughs> that'd be pretty. Oh my god, I want to do that now. Yeah, no, but yeah, that's the only other, too much. We don't have a ton. We have, we have a, don't have a huge amount planned for for. As for, like we're being like I said, we're being selective for shows because we're writing a lot, but we're taking the shows that kind of matter. And Westchester, we're playing with a good, with a couple of good buddies of ours. Um, actually, Mike um, and Hera and Hera and Hera and Hera and Hera. I'll never live that down. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, uh, so we're gonna be playing with them, and we're gonna be playing with the World Without Us, which are all like Westchester locals. Yeah. Um, really cool guys, all of them. Really amazing people. Really amazing musicians. We're stoked for that yeah. one too. So that's a little while away, but. Yeah, so just those two, sh- those few shows and writing so far is what we have planned. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we get a, a couple more uh, shows for the the summer so we can get out a little bit more. Oh I, yeah, we have it, a lot. It, it's Good just points. definitely tough for uh, Sam and I since we're both music teachers. Like mm. the end of the year um, is the time where we're all getting our concerts out of the way and finishing up stuff and like uh, kind of wrapping things up for the year, and it gets really hectic and. Um, stressful for at least me. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about Sam. I'm like sure he would say school music teachers. Like yeah, they're, they're oh, yeah. legit school music that's teachers. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Him and my. Oh, my, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. I, that's I, I I teach grades one through six, um, general, band, chorus, and strings. So literally anything that you would think that you could take music wise in elementary school, I teach it. And Sam teaches uh, middle school, uh, band, right now. So, uh, yeah, we're we're like bona fide 
those weird music teachers who Both are really in Jersey? Into... No, Sam, Sam's up. Um, I forget where he's at uh, exactly. And he's gonna kill me when he hears this, but um, he he's up here by like he's Lancaster. Not listen and, to this. Yeah, he's he's never gonna listen. To this. <laughs> uh, uh, I I'm I'm down in South Jersey. Uh, he's he's out. He's actually more out here, um, like towards Lancaster, r- like where Lancaster and Reading kind of like mishmash or something like, like that. So or Denver, all that weird. Yeah, spotty yeah. somewhere there. Yeah, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's really fun to have like two like they're legitimate. Like I'm in a band with two legitimate music teachers. That's like, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. It's great yeah. for the kids because they'll grow up and they'll be like, "Oh my god, what? <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> that." <laughs> oh, that's very. That's very. Um, I'm. You're foreshadowing. Is that we're going to be something crazy? That makes me very happy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> when, yeah, I would um, hope we're we're counting on her. We wouldn't have had you on. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> no, I think it's great. You guys have a dream. You got a vision. You know, and it moves in that direction. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy because like I was subbing last year and like I I would sub for music classes because I would I was back where I grew up because I couldn't like really afford to move anywhere else at the time and it was just um like all the kids I was uh, subbing for in like guitar class and I'm playing guitar I'm like you know I can play guitar if you guys need help or something like that and I would like play some of our songs or play some songs from like our or uh like some of my old bands like on guitar and stuff and they'd be like oh my god what is that i'm like that's my band and they're like you're in a band mr strauss and i'm like you bet your bottom dollar i am but please don't come out to shows (laughs) because you're like 16 and i don't that's a little weird for me. <laughs> you shouldn't see your teachers drunk. Yeah, yeah. No, so no sure. one. Oh God, no, no one should. Yeah. No one should. It's 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 actually really cool though. I've I've been seeing like kids at shows. So like that was never a thing. Never a thing. But I see like, kids at shows now. Like kids. kids. Well, that like, that river show at Reverb. Yes. That you played. Yeah. That yeah. little that kid was like six. Yes. Yeah. He was and like they were just throwing him around. And he was just having a blast. Yeah. I think oh, uh, we we taught like because we he came up to our um, merch table and his mom was talking to us too. And she was like, oh my gosh, you guys are great. You're so nice. And Sam and I were like, we're, we're music teachers. Like, how weird is that? That, like, your teacher could be doing something like this. And, like, he literally, like, found us after our set at that show, like, outside when we were unloading um, and everything. And he, he, like, helped Sam with some of his drums. And he was like, I'm nine years old. I'm going to do band next year. And I want to do drums because I watched you play the drums yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, Whoa, that's, uh, yeah. That's insane. And then it's like that moment where we're all standing there and we're just kind of like, what like yeah. you know like it's this, like like a magical moment looking at the future like we yeah did, huh? yeah it was like honestly it was like a really like an honest moment for me i was just like because he's literally he's like, he's like you guys are like one of my favorite bands and i was like <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't even know how to describe that for like in that moment and for him to pretty much like immediately connect to sam and like pretty much like be trying to like carry the gear with us help us yeah. out like no, that's, he, great. that's great like, that awesome. amazing amazing we're training the next generation to uh haul of uh, all of our equipment for us <laughs> we'll never teach you how to play drums. <laughs> it starts with 20 years of carrying these yeah. <laughs> once you can carry all of the drums and it's also like get kid. all of my bass amp and stack and cab in by yourself then that you kid would know. die but under the weight then. of your bass cab like yeah. it would die under the weight of your bass cab it's probably Just like five of five of his weight so heavy Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're getting so off track. 
No, the, no, dude. There's no track on this. Train. <laughs> I'm so me. I'm so happy because this like, fucking train goes no, off the rails yeah. right from the beginning and stays there. Oh, love that. It's metal beer oh, bullshit. Yeah. Good, that's, yeah, that's because part of it. It's like I think we've interviewed people so many times, and I don't know if we know how to stay on track, or at least I don't think I know how to stay on track. I think Zach's a good way of keeping us grounded because I have no idea how to keep it, stay on track at all. Oh. Maybe you're a bit better than me. I don't know. I, don't know. I just know I'm terrible. I know I I'm terrible. Like, I'll go off. Like, we'll start talking about, like, what kind of heating system do you have for your house? Like, <laughs> this is pretty cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm not very good at staying on track. That's okay. I know. I just plug it into the wall and it heats up. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. It's all I know. <laughs> Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Done. Um, so, you guys, Voltage Lounge Friday night mm-hmm. with yeah. Rivers and Entheos and Wolf King Wolf Conjurer. King Conjurer. Um, Uncured is going to be there uh, for local support. Um, I am the try I A T T. I can't I-A-T-T. pronounce the yeah yeah yeah. I can't pronounce the last word because I'm illiterate. I am the tr tr tr. I don't know. Something I A T T. I A T T. That's yeah. that's how you'll find it on like. And then and you're on the Sunday show with Rivers yes. and Imperial Triumphant and um outer Vines. outer heaven outer, outer heaven, heaven. And yeah Imperial right. and Triumphant and us I and, think it's like only four and Rivers yeah oh well, yeah Rivers too obviously yeah yeah it's just yeah just us four yep so so anybody listening there's two shows you can go catch Burial in the Sky and Rivers and Nile and Sunday Imperial Triumphant yeah so those are all. Sick bands, dude. Outer yes. Heaven and Imperial Triumph. Yes, Outer dudes. Heaven's really good too. Yeah. yeah, I'm so stoked to see that show. And I'm May, really right? stoked to see. Imperial no, no, no. Triumph. Next Sunday, oh, that, dude. This no, coming. No, I said and late May. Le- yeah, late you May. Doing like May 25th. All right. Yeah, He's camping yeah. out on the 24th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sprouts. Sprouts you, in Westchester. Yeah. If you want to come see us, that's where we'll be. Yeah. Um, Might have to catch up. I have that in my calendar from when Mike was here. There will uh, there will be too much saxophone at all of those shows. Dude, there's Way never enough much. saxophone. Like this is kind of like the cowbell thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh man, you can't get enough saxophone. <laughs> I, I wish I wish you were Will Ferrell. Is that mean? Me too. <laughs> Will Ferrell's hysterical. Oh, I wish I was as funny as Will Ferrell. Oh man, you're, you're, well, you're trying. You're trying. Yeah, I know. Thanks for that. Funny. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a very that's a very nice way to say I'm not funny, which is true. But, you know. So, I mean, I don't have anything else. You got any more questions? No. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll play us off with. You didn't have any? No. I was, None? I wanted to hear stories and fun well, you, stuff. You asked a few things. Noise. Yeah. I'm just yeah. here to chill. So, drink. I want to play us off with Pivotal Flame from Creatio et Hominis. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on. Yeah. And definitely. we look forward to seeing you out and about. Heck yeah, man. Yes. I'm stoked for you to having us out. Thank yeah. you, thank you so much for having us here. This was so much fun. I had a blast. This yeah, was thank cool. you. And this shout really out cool. to Sam. Yeah, who wasn't here. Yes, he's yes. somewhere out there. He's somewhere. Somewhere. From the previous show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing what drummers do and uh, living off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I, I really, we, we, we all really appreciate this. This is well, really we fun appreciate you coming out, man. Absolutely. Take it easy. Yeah.